This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. We should do a podcast. I mean, <sighs> we've had like an hour of deep conversation before this podcast even started. Yeah, we had to really connect and <laughs> get some, put some stuff on the table. Get it was some important. Stuff, air some dirty laundry. Not even not like air some. I think every episode I'm going to terribly sing a bad song. That'll be my new thing. Do you mind? <laughs> no, because every episode you you sing a good song. My notebook is so Where far away. I'm trying to read my notebook. <laughs> Georgia just stood up and it looked like she was starting to do stand-up comedy. We were both laying on the couch and then she jumped up and like took a pose. I was like, can I make it to this dresser and get my notebook? Oops. Without. And then, yeah, it looked like stand-up comedy. Oh, do you ever those, get Because those are your notes from your, uh, you're watching your show with the famous lawyers. Hey, let's get right into it. Okay. <laughs> I was, um, I was trying to do a long introduction, but now I can't remember their names. By the way, this is my favorite murder. Oh, hi. Yes. <laughs> hi, guys. With Karen and Georgia. Welcome to episode 14. That's Karen. I'm Georgia. Yeah. Do you want to give a shout out real quick before you even start to the name of that? Because we have like, we had, we started, we started naming the episodes weird things and now we're just like on it. Now we're just trying to make each other laugh. <laughs> And uh, when we think of it, it's just a pun, basically a pun contest. The teens are hard. The teens are pretty tough. And last week, 13 Going on Murdy is the episode title that my friend Owen Ellickson DM'd me on Twitter and basically just said, it was right after the number 12 dropped, he just DM'd and it said, next week should be 13 Going on Murdy. And That's you all texted me that and I was like, yep. <laughs> There's no way it's not going to be. Can we have a contest for like... So we don't have to think of them anymore. <laughs> like people writing us. Sure. <laughs> like, you like 14. To. What is 14? What if we just open this whole podcast up and have other people do it? <laughs> what if all Every of it week? Just, it's all moderated. It's uh, what are they called? Moderate? Moderated. It's all moderated by other people. It's moderated, produced and talked through, researched yep. and then yep. performed by. Yeah. That'd be fun. But it's by Karen and Georgia. Yeah. We'll still own it. Mm -hmm. We'll own the copyright. Speaking of, I just bought the rights to Michael Ramstead's adorable drawing. Oh yes, of my favorite murder. The one if you see the drawing of the two of us lying, it's a cute little cartoony drawing of us lying prone with like murder weapons around us. That's the one on the Facebook page. Yeah, Michael Ramstead, who's like this inc fucking incredible, like incredible artist, drew it just for fun because he's a nice guy. Thanks, Michael Ramstead. And I was like, hey, can I buy that from you so we can make T-shirts? So in the next few weeks, hopefully. Oh yeah, because we we've got some uh, spec T-shirts, right? Yeah, there's there's already a, a mock-up of the T-shirts. It's like it's happening. You guys, you can have a T-shirt pretty soon. 
we'll all wear t-shirts around town. Yeah. And if we see you, we'll murder you. Yep. That's how we'll know to murder each other. <laughs> That'd be amazing. What if that was the thing? Like, what this was whole thing turns into a crazy cult where everyone just murders each other. What's that cosplay thing where you like, there's people, like, you, if you're wearing a certain thing, you have to murder, you have to, like, tag that person, but it's pretend murder, and then you're out of the game. Have you heard of that? Um, is it Dungeons and Dragons? No. It's close, Is though. it LARPing? Yes! Is it really? Live action role playing! <laughs> It's LARPing. How does she know that? Is it the Renaissance Fair? I love nerds. I research their shit all the time. I want to know what they do on the weekends. LARPing. What a grand idea. <laughs> Live action role playing. Do you know that's so cool? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're nerds too. And you did something on the weekend. We're murder nerds. Mur- murder nerds. Um, I, did, I did do something. I went to see... Uh, String and Beauting. The ticket of the weekend. Everyone was talking about this show. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay, so they were the defense attorneys for Stephen Avery from Netflix Making a Murderer. Um, who, of course, if you saw it, you fell in love with them and and uh, are obsessed with them, as I am. They're good men trying to do good in, a, in an unjust world. Yeah. Defense attorneys as a whole, I think, are good people. I hope so. You know? I mean, I wouldn't want to park next to them in a Trader Joe's parking lot <laughs> in right. general. Right. But that's an L.A. lawyer thing. I, I like that they're defending his right to a fair trial. They're not being like, he's innocent. They're like, he. This is you're doing these things wrong. You're doing everything wrong, yeah. state of Wisconsin. Like they're they're what I what I took away from this, and I was like, this might be stupid. I'm so sick of my of making a murderer. Like we, I have read about it to death. Like other theories and shit. I was up on the the show like hardcore. Like yes, I was like this. I don't want to fucking hear audience questions about the cat getting burned for fucking two hours, you right. know, in an uncomfortable chair. <laughs> I spilled a half a glass of wine on myself, like right when I walked in. Oh, good. Cause that's what red I Red or white? Oh, red, of course. Perfect. Why would I spill white wine on myself? And you were wearing a, your white lace blouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, and I started screaming. <laughs> like, I was Carrie. It was great. So you were trying to make it as difficult as possible from the outset. Yep. And then what happened? It was excellent. If you have a chance to see it, everyone, go. Like, it was a real, if you're interested in true crime and, and law, fascinating. A couple things I wrote down. Uh, guess how many, okay, so witnesses who are uh, exonerated because of, a, because of, they were wrongfully convicted. Guess what, out of 10, how many are overturned because of, witness misidentification so how many out of 10 i just said i almost just said the number <laughs> it's it's 11 out of 10 um well eight is it some crazy high number it's seven which is still a lot i shouldn't Shit. ask people that because it's like they, it's like if it's higher than i'm like oh well <laughs> sorry i always ruin our games like this by <laughs> overshooting and then it's make- kind of like well it is still pretty high though yeah, it is seven it's yeah that's high. crazy high uh, so seven out of ten overturned convictions are because of witness misidentification yeah they say eyewitness identification is one of the least reliable forms of uh what yes do you, what do you call it of uh, testimony, sure. Or I feel like by the clues, by what's tr- the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, evidence. That's right. There we go. Ding ding ding. We have a true crime podcast. <laughs> we should know these nouns. <laughs> I feel like by 2050, they're going to be like, "How fucking antiquated 
was like 2010 and before that they fucking were relying on witness testimony. Yes, for sure. Well, because at that point, there will be so much CCTV cameras yes. in every corner of our lives. That is a fair point. That's probably what it'll be. Um, how do you feel about CCTV? I like it. I do too. I don't. It's fine. I mean, I understand why people have a problem with yeah. it. But the idea that you think, and maybe there'll be a dystopian future where we live in some terrible government state where they watch everything you do, and it's all, you know, 1984. But for right now, that's how you fucking find the guy that walks up and hits someone on the back of the head and puts them in their car before anyone knows what happens. I feel like if you're a true crime fan, you agree with that. And I feel like if the laws are fair in general, then CCTV is okay. You know what I mean? If laws are like, you can't smoke cigarettes and they're arresting people who are smoking cigarettes on CCTV, you know, like once the laws get a little fucking crazier, then, which is like, you can't really tell. So yeah. But I just, for now, anytime I watch a British, British procedural, I'm always like, well, they're going to get this on CCTV. There's no problem. Like my, it's, it's such a, it's such a comfort to me in my old age. The fact that they rely on like bank cameras, like that they, that, you know, when you see those that are like the bank camera caught the street for one second and saw this car drive by and that's Mm -hmm. how they knew this person wasn't where they said they were. Yeah. Like if you're going to rely on that and that's going to be admissible. Throw a camera up there. Fucking listen, I want to be safe. Who, I mean, are people, is it just not wanting to be monitored and not wanting to introduce the concept of a police state like that? Yeah, but like, it's already happening. It's, I think, keeping citizens, and it's almost like, I feel like people will do less horrible things outside if they know they're being watched. I know that's so naive. I think we're both, I think everyone in this whole conversation, whether they're for it or against it, is being naive. Because if they don't think the government is already fucking following every single thing they say, yeah, they're stupid. Right. But if we think it's going to be okay that that closed captioning or closed captioning, it's not brought to you by. (laughs) I don't want deaf people to know what anyone is saying on on Parenthood. Speaking of, have you watched the new season of Happy Valley? Yes, I have. I had to put closed captioning on because it's so un. When the sister talks, you don't know what she's saying. What are it's a British procedural drama you guys should watch it's fucking great it's so good i think people have talked about it on the facebook page yeah. um but yeah because i'm not done with the season yet so don't tell me it's great i won't tell you anything but it is northern england i mm-hmm. believe my lord what are they fucking saying it's the craziest accent and it's a there's a lot of talk like this it's that kind of it's borderline geordie I think. What's that? Um, it's a it's a part uh, yeah, I don't no, I get it. Welsh or something like that. It's a crazy British accent. Let me see if there's something else from that. I wrote a couple notes, but I had had red wine by then. Uh, one out of five. Oh, what? So seven out of ten of the overturned convictions are from witness misidentification. One out of five overturned convictions come from jailhouse informants, which is like, yeah, dude. Yeah. If you're giving someone a fucking lenient, uh, what's it called? A sentencing? Lenient sentence because they're informing on someone. But you know what I do love is I love when they like plant a cop as a prisoner. Yes. And get that shit out. Yeah. 
So uh, then nobody, there's nobody benefiting that could possibly be lying. Right. It's a, it's a lock. Right. And if you're stupid enough to tell your cellmate, which like so many people are stupid enough to tell their cellmate. Well, they can't help it if you, if they're that certain personality, this, the narcissist. psychopath and the narcissist and all that. That's what I find so fascinating yeah. is that it really is not every single killer is like that, but there is that. There's a certain pattern, kind of, especially like, like, uh, murders that make no sense. Like murders that aren't of like, that aren't domestic abuse, that aren't like personal art. These people are fucking crazy. They're like, crazy. At, when it's not out of quote passion, which I hate saying that word because killing your fucking spouse isn't passion. No. It's just, it's just pure evil. It should be called hysteria. That's really what it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that is accurate. It's a man going hysterical. I read a thing recently um, there's a chopper. Do you ever think that when you, there's a helicopter over your house that it's like, there's a loose criminal and they're going to parkour. Oh, wait, that's why I moved out of Silver Lake. Cause there was yeah. helicopters in my, like this searchlight in my backyard every night. I was so like, scary. I can't handle it. It's dumb. Uh, crimes of passion and, and crimes of love. Like you can't call it that. And the same way that someone I read recently that was like, you can't call, don't call it unconsensual sex. Because sex is sex, right. and rape is rape. And use the word rape. Right. They so often it's not use sex. Yeah, they use euphemisms, like in journalistically. Yeah. When it's like when they're like, oh, they assaulted a child. You raped a child. Yeah. Say the words together so that people understand what happened. Right. Molesting is like such a vague term. Yeah. I remember there was that that documentary about that one priest who was like just sent from fucking church to church oh that the that documentary is one of them i think about it all the time i wish i'd never watched it well there's one kid in it who's like like he's you can tell he's like became a drug addict was so fucked up off it and he says that guy didn't molest me he fucked me like he says that yeah it's like yes that's right that's exactly like people don't talk about that i'm so sorry for listeners who are listening with their children (laughs) (laughs) they're not well there was one woman who said she she was recommending it to her children but i was assuming it was because they were all adults right one would hope one would fucking hope um yeah no it's all of that i feel like this there's just waves of change because so many people have voices these days people get to talk about this enough so that it does affect change but yeah there's nothing that makes me angrier than it was like accused of a sexual assault of a minor where it's like why are you rewording child rape yeah that's so strange yeah they did it they need to get called what they did have you seen any of that news about dennis haster going to trial he's that um Republican, I think he was the Speaker of the House, and oh, yeah. he's been molesting boys and raping boys. Why I, I just did it myself for years. Oh my well, he was a wrestling coach in um, Illinois. It's just the craziest story, but he was one of the lead people that tried to get Clinton impeached when he had that affair. Dude. And meanwhile, fully raping boys somewhere in his head that makes sense to him does it has to otherwise how do you live your life like i feel like if you and i killed someone we would be if you and i stole something from a grocery store we would be like so rack well whatever steal shit i don't care like you know what i mean like (laughs) yes i like well we have consciences this is these are people who like are sociopathic or they're so 
they just want what they want that, yeah. so that they rationalize everything that they do. That's the bullshit that these guys that are, that these old guys that have been in power for so long, they're used to it. And you see these other Republicans defending him mm-hmm. by saying, there's one that said, I think it was Tom DeLay. Uh, is that, is that who it is? I don't know anything about right. politics, but he said, <laughs> We've all we we all have personality flaws. Oh, that is not a personality. Flaw. It is not. It is not. It's uh. There's no excuse. I think it's. I think it's become so um, normal in our culture that like there are molesters out there, and there are. Yeah, but I feel like that more and more those like it just makes me think. Now we're going off on the craziest tangent, I but know. it makes me think of like the Franklin Credit Union yeah. scandal, where for so long the people that tried to report that they were like, "You're out of your mind. Yeah. You're talking about government officials." Well, now these government officials, it's in the light of day. All of these rich white old men who have been telling everybody how to live and what their value is for years and years yeah. are fucking the monsters of the highest order. It's, it's crazy. It's the people who are underrepresented and fucking striving just to make their families have a good life. You know what they say that like, that are the good people is what I mean. Or sometimes they're not. Anyways, um, <laughs> They say that, like, if you want to get into politics, there's a part of you that's a narcissist to begin with. Yeah. Like, you can't want to get into politics without having a little bit of fucking narcissism. Sure. Which makes sense to me. Like, I don't want to lead a bunch of fucking people. And bull- and be a professional bullshitter. And be on the take. And lie- basically just lie to people. Yeah. So you can get to where you want to get. Yeah. At- into a place of power. Like, who wants to be in a place of power? Well, and also what that power means, which it seems like the more we learn about it, it means that you go off to like Bohemian Grove and sacrifice a six-year-old to a big wooden owl and shit Uh, where you're just like, sorry, what? That's a rough episode. If you guys want to hear more about this, what we're talking about, (laughs) listen to the last podcast on the left episode. (laughs) Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. And then uh, what was the... the And the Franklin Credit Union. That, the way those guys did that and researched it is amazing it's, it's like episode. a two or three parter it's, there's some shit that's hard to listen to like they get into the shit they get into it and there's a couple because they also have one that's like satanism in the government because yeah. they did a whole run about like uh, like all the, the satanic panic in the 80s and all that shit and how these things that were once considered conspiracies are actually proving yeah. to be 100% true. Well, it just sounds so ridiculous and obvious. It sounds like we're Jello Biafra being like, no, the government is bad. Yeah. I'm like, the government is Jerry Brown. You know, it's like, <laughs> that was, how was that? That was like dead one, on. percent of our listeners were like, yes, she nailed that. Um, the other ones don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so good. They, they, uh, Wait, anything else from the? You it was at the Ace Hotel. You tell you say yeah. It was it's right a, there. Well, it wasn't. They have this like feet up. Where are you pointing? Oh, they have this like gorgeous theater at the Ace Hotel that they like fucking they stole. They were, it was like a gorgeous theater to begin with, and Ace Hotel was like, um, this is what I wrote because I love my little like crazy notes. False evidence, the most dangerous tool the cops use. Said Strang. Yes. False evidence is the most dangerous. He was, these dudes were like. Is he the smaller one? Dean Strang? Strang is a smaller one. The other one looks like the eagle from the Muppets. Yes. Sam the eagle. <laughs> and Dean Strang is like this sensitive poetry teacher that's just trying to. 
yeah. catch a break and can't believe. He's like, I'm just trying to teach you kids about poetry and you won't listen. Yep. And like, I mean, these guys can't make a ton of money. And I mean, they're just justice fight. Like they're, they're so admirable that they are, you know, like what the things they were saying about how they're used to not, they used to not allow, um, t- like even recordings, vi- voice recordings in a fucking, uh, interrogation oh wow which is like it's common fucking sense that you would if you were a cop you would want this to be recorded at least audio if not video my cat is just smelling everything about you right now (laughs) i love it um because you're not doing anything wrong and so you should it's the same thing with the fucking closed captioning yes that's right but but i mean i was gonna say you know in the it it immediately made me think of like la confidential where it's like you can't record it if you're not doing it on the books and if cops are you know they there's always that mentality of by any means necessary you got to get this perp but that leaves out you could be wrong and that's the problem that that people I think that get into power like that they lose the ability to question their own judgment right. they lose the ability to be wrong right. they're just becomes, like after the what they think is quote unquote the truth and it has to be their truth right. because they have to win well that's false confessions and they talked about Brendan Dassey the nephew in making a murder who got you know who con- quote confessed and like half of his testimony isn't isn't video you know half of the shit that happened between them and there's no parent there and there's no lawyer there he should that shit should have all been stricken from the record like that should not have been entered into anyone's what is the word entered into evidence evidence is the did we miss the word evidence two times in the true crime podcast (laughs) wow guys episode 14 is a real roller coaster 14 uh 14 Mm, we don't got it. Four, 14, the bell tolls. Nope. Dude, Stop yes. Stop it. Don't do yes. that. Do not condescend to me. <laughs> 14, the bell tolls. No. <laughs> okay, write on our Facebook page or tweet at us what number 15 should be. Please. Yeah. Please. Um, but know that but you're now in the realm of comedy writing and so you might get your feelings hurt. Just know we that. We will insult. We were going to we're going to read the worst ones and go with the best <laughs> one. And we're going to name first, last and middle names. Oh, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> we will not do any of that. You Can you imagine? We just turn. We never even make it to episode 20 because we turn on everyone what if and we ourselves. We become huge bitches. What if we turn this podcast into a podcast called What If? Can <laughs> we just keep <laughs> It's just a shit ton of conjecture for an hour and 10 minutes. Like, what if? Well, we had to say it like that. Like, what if? No, what if? Like, no. You don't even know. You don't. What if? Just keep going higher. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Should we do our, did we do all of our house cleaning? Do we have any corrections? I feel like. For our corrections department. Like a murder enema. Like, I just feel good right now. I got a true crime enema. That's good. I know. That'll clean you right out. I mean, not just whoosh, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, do you want me to go first this this year? <laughs> this year. So this theme <laughs> this theme is we so last week we did nineteen eighties murders, which was like easy for both of us, I feel like. Yeah. And then we were like, we're gonna do nineteen nineties murders. And then I feel like both of us today were like, What the I can't find mm-hmm. a nineties murder. I can't, I I was like, I can't find one. I don't have the will to live. 
what did I do to my eyebrow? I did. I have had a lot of eyebrow problems this weekend. I I can't. I did something to what? my right eyebrow. I mean, it's not filled in right now, so you can see it. I just did some bottom plucking. You yeah, know you how sensitive nice, I am about eyebrows. It's got an arch. It's got a nice arch. This over here is okay. It looks like you're like you're being like inquisitive <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I constantly want to know something. I that tried I don't to furrow ask. my brow today to be like, oh, I understand to someone, and they're like, are you mad at me because I have Botox? <laughs> my brow correctly and I was like maybe I need to lay off the boat <laughs> are you mad at me I was like no, no. Cons- this is concern you just can't tell because I have fucking what are they called I have just like chemicals botulism in your botulism muscles in my forehead <laughs> you know what LA like, 25 <laughs> and you do girl you you're wrinkle free I because I can't live another day with wrinkles no I don't care <laughs> Well, you're on that TV, I tell you. There's nothing oh. worse. There's nothing worse than seeing what your how your face Ugh. does on HG. Oh, what is it called? HD. HD TV. Oh man, <laughs> take a look at your face on HD TV. <laughs> Tiny house hunters wrinkles, the worst kind. I we got uh we were drinking and watching like you live in what like it's something like and yeah. I was screaming at the TV as I do when I drink and watch TV and smoke about um how everyone has a trust fund and go fuck yourself like yes. i was angry at these people with why because they were stupid fucking that's what you think about is you're fucking for like they're what do they live in is they it live like, in, like I, we turned this fucking tv into like a <laughs> six-story open concept fuck you live i in, wish i was here for that just screaming yeah. Well, there's they. They I think they intentionally cast kind of awful people so that you wa- you hate watch it because yeah. if you like the people, then you're just watching people buy shit and that's or like consider buying shit. Yeah, but I live with someone, and so them hear having to hear me scream at the TV about fucking <laughs> <laughs> about the only way you could have a, you could live like this is with a trust fund. Yeah, they like you need to mention that up top. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Well, also to watch people buying like second homes on the beach, yeah. there's those ones that are like beachcombers or whatever, yeah. where I'm like, pardon me, I d- drove by, you know, six homeless people literally laying on the sidewalk yeah. on my way over here. Yeah. And these motherfuckers are buying a fun second home. There's it, only so much everyone needs. Like yeah. you need a mi- a basic maximum of shit, and the rest of it is you being an asshole. You're not going to be any happier in the Bahamas. No, it's it won't work. You know why? I'm going to go to your fucking estate sale, and you're going to be in a home, <laughs> and I'm going to buy your shit. <laughs> oh my god, this is getting deep. This is going <laughs> exactly where I need it to be. Finally, we're taking down the real monsters of this world. The people on HGTV. I mean, I'm happy for them. Let's... <laughs> no, you know what? Lots of love go- going out to them. Here's what we always say. Do, li- do Lizzie's. Wishing them well. <laughs> oh, Lizzie is. I just, you got to come from a place of love. <laughs> Lizzie Cooperman. Love her. Lizzie Cooperman, legendary comedian. She's fucking amazing. Good friend. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll totally go first. Please go first. Um... First of all, somebody um, tweeted this on the Twitter page at my fave murder. If you'd love to join us over there, I think I got locked out somehow on my phone and I can't figure out how to get back. You keep doing that. I do it and then I don't try to fix it. That's my thing. You try twice and you're like, fuck this. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, But somebody did tweet this and it made me realize because someone said something about Murderpedia. I think they were just mentioning it, but they could have been saying, I am on to you how you use that of all in all your research, which I absolutely, I don't think they were, but they could have been because I absolutely do. And Murderpedia, just as a recommendation, if you ever want to know about a killer, it's this amazing website where they have compiled tons of articles in one spot. So you can read like local newspaper articles about the person that you are researching. And, and there it's are cool. links to every article. Can you tell I'm furrowing my brow in anger right now? You cannot. <laughs> I can't. But I also don't have my glasses on and I'm wearing a French sleeve t-shirt so I'm slightly uncomfortable (laughs) because I have an intense farmer's tan there's so much going on in this apartment (laughs) we should get someone to paint it this Allie says this apartment is like a YouTube channel and so it's really hard to (laughs) pay attention to anything in here because there's just like cats and like cute vintage things it's so true it's kind of aqua it's very aqua. It's like it's like if you had a seizure issue. Well, you do. Oh shit! I, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> if you were Karen, I have an in years. 
And I wouldn't in here. It's pleasing. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, so anyway, I get all my research off Murderpedia. Probably should have said that. Probably should cite research, but you know, whatever. We, we We're say doing Reddit our best. a lot. Um, credit, credit here, credit there. Um, so here's what I looked up. I was trying to do, I literally looked up MySpace murder just to see if there ever was one. And there was, but it didn't happen in the 90s. Somebody actually committed a MySpace murder in 2003, where I was like, you're a day late and a dollar short, Mr. MySpace, (laughs) hanging on to MySpace (laughs) way longer than necessary. Um, I also, uh, because somebody suggested on the Facebook page, looked very lightly looked into the Swedish black metal murders of of Norway. Sorry, not, oh, summer in Sweden. Um, and I thought, oh, that'd be kind of funny and interesting and whatever. Yeah. It's so dark. Yeah. It's just a culture of people who are all trying to out right. like crazy each other. Like they and don't want to support those people. I just, it's, here's the one thing I will say about it uh, that I do support. Part of the, pe- the reason they started burning churches, they, cause they have some amazing, really, really old yeah. churches, but they were burning them because they had a kind of like a really oppressive Christian culture in those countries that really fucked up a lot of people. Yeah. And so that I support, but. But did they think it through in that way? And like, this is what the message we're sending. No, it was probably just a bunch of fucking. 19, I mean, 20 year olds. It's hard to say because the stories I read around, like there was church arson, but then it went into like stories that I don't even want to repeat because they're just, yeah. it's just dark for darkness sake. Yeah. And then they would like record it or they record, <sighs> you know, it's crazy shit that it's just like, eh, I don't enjoy any of that because it's like. We want the intricacies of fucked up things that have happened in the past. We don't really want to like highlight highlight people doing things to get attention it's that's a real fuck you dad feel to yeah. all of their crimes so i was like eh. yeah we did that with to ourselves we don't need to fucking talk about it with other people <laughs> exactly also you can't there's like tons of really good books about it and you can go in down into that but that's also the part of it i'm not interested in the gore yeah me i either. like the story i like learning about the psychology me the too. gore is just you know yeah whatever I like acoustic uh, folk rock music. <laughs> Murders. And I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I like when someone from Beachwood Sparks murdered someone. Have you ever heard of the Austin City Limits murders? They're insane. <laughs> All right. So here's what I landed on. Okay. And this, this, I think this guy has it all because... I tried to look, I was trying to look for someone that, something that would spark a memory where I'd be like, oh, I do remember that and I liked it. So I was looking at San Francisco murderers or San Francisco serial killers. Oh, well, of course the Zodiac is all over that shit and you can't get past it. Night Stalker a little bit too. Richard Ramirez was up there for a while. But then I stumbled upon a killer named Joseph Nasso. And so this story has a little of all the things that we like, and it pulls in a murder we've already talked about mm. that he might be responsible for. Oh, shit. There's a lot going on. But it, here's what basically what happened. Um, when this guy was 76 years old, his parole uh, or probation officers did a random uh, visit at his house in Reno. And because he was like, it was some weapons violation or whatever. And... <clears throat> So they got to search the whole house because he had weapons and ammo. And they found hundreds, if not thousands, of photographs of nude women 
who were posed in very unnatural positions who appeared dead or unconscious with mannequin parts and lingerie strewn about in every picture. So the cops like find this stash and then they're like, holy shit, we got to really search this house. And they end up finding newspaper clippings with um, the identification of women, like identification that he shouldn't have. Like mm. clearly it's starting to look like serial killer. T- um, what do we call them? Um, evidence. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep is. whenever we forget something. <laughs> It's always uh, serial be- killer when they get a pri when they get a yes. uh, thing when a- they what? yeah that's uh, what is prize? the oh my god why why is this happening um what is it called when they walk a- a- not a token token is it a token it's a token let's call it a token everyone you know knows when, like, they the take word an we're looking earring, for they yes take it's, it's, a- it's which their is so little stupid that's how you get found out bro exactly but also and he and he also did it the the best way of getting found out he kept a rape diary. Absolutely, don't do that. Well, here we're glad he did though, because right. it, he'd been doing it since the fifties. Holy shit! And he had these. It was every little interaction he would have with a woman, he would write down in the and it leading up into these rapes where and his bizarre and strangely casual phrasing of like picked up a hot redhead, she really fought me. A lot of that kind of shit. <gasps> oh, yeah. My so. They go through the years, they're going through, then they find, they stumble on this list of 10 women, names and locations, and they start to put together these names and descriptions of these women and locations are starting to match up to missing women in these same towns. Can I say that's my dream? Like, I'm in the wrong, that's my dream job? Is what? Matching that shit up? Is being a detective to find those things? Yeah. I'm in the wrong fucking profession go on you mean eating dessert on tv isn't isn't giving you the same feeling (laughs) shockingly i don't feel fulfilled and that i'm contributing to society what if you were a detective but you still you had to get even more botox for some reason you felt the pressure in your i was giving too much away to to, um what are they called to criminals when i'm like in the room with them i'm like no way like no you have to get botox you stop fill your whole face yeah, stop throwing your brow at, at up the all your muscles. criminals. <clears throat> so, so basically, <clears throat> they start lining these things up. This guy has been raping and murdering and dumping women's bodies since the seventies. So they were like, "These are real. <clears throat> these are real." And they basically end up uh, whatever the within the within the same country version of extraditing is they move him. They take him from Nevada into California because some of these murders happened, um, around San Francisco, basically. And what they come to find out is that, <clears throat> Oh, and, uh, he referred to his hit that rape journal as his dream diary detailing his fantasies. And he said that he used the word rape, um, loosely quote, like how guys talk. Um, uh. <laughs> so, so what they start to realize is he's lived in close proximity, like in the same city as where these women have all been taken from and dumped. He is wherever it's happening. He's, he's lived in the same place. I love when they make those con- connections. It's like a puzzle piece and it, it takes a shit ton of legwork of like interviewing people and yeah. it's fascinating. It's so and it must be so fucking satisfying. Ugh. Yeah. So it turns out um, 
the other thing that's a detail that's taking place as they, as all of these facts and evidence (laughs) unfurls is that the women have double initials, same (gasps) first and last name. We talked about this initials, which is the same as the alphabet murder. So these are, um, the, the women, uh, that we're talking about here, it's in eighties and nineties, but in the seventies, um, there were a series of child murders called the alphabet murders in, um, Rochester, New York. I remember talking about Or around there. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about it. Um, so it was little girls between the ages of 10 and 12 and they all had, um, the same first and last initial, which I have too. Um, (gasps) I would be totally have been, uh, at risk. So Carmen Cologne, age 10, was found in November 18th, 1971 in Riga, New York. Wanda Walkowitz was 11. She was found April 3rd in Webster, New York. And Michelle Manza was 11, and she was found November 28th, 1973 in Macedon, New York. Um, and did they find that he was living there then? They found out that he is a New York State native, uh, and that he... Uh, was visiting the area in, uh, he was visiting, visiting relatives in that area at the same time. But they say that the two cases are not connected because these, in the seventies, these little girls were prepubescent and, um, these other women oh, right. are a prop older and probably prostitutes. He, yeah. He only wanted to murder. He wanted to murder women of a certain age, not, what the fuck? Yeah. It doesn't and it's like when you murder a child, people get more outraged about it. So he stopped doing that because people, because it was like more obvious. People were all over that. Right. Shit. So there's like, well, why don't I murder? I can't murder children anymore because it gets too suspicious. Also, he's old at this point. Yeah. So he was arrested when he was 77. These murders happened when he was in his mid to late fifties. So, and also he probably can't get around little yeah. kids as much, but you sure can hire a prostitute yep. anytime you want. Like it's, there's a logic problem that I have with it. That's so irritating because there's, and there, the other thing was there was DNA found on the last little girl, Wanda. How is there no DNA on the other ones? That seems impossible. Well, they're, 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 he's proven to have killed these four women that were on his list. Mm -hmm. Um, and his DNA is on them, but they did find, they don't have any DNA on these little girls from the seventies, um, for the alphabet murders, except for one on Wanda and his DNA doesn't match what was found on her. Um, except for my thing is test it again, do something, look further into it. It seems impossible to me that before there was DNA testing that, like every single murder, like before people thought about leaving DNA aside from fingerprints, that there has to be a DNA on every crime scene. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and it was just handled wrong or wasn't taken or it was lost or it was destroyed and, or it's too old. Yeah. You know, like before we thought about these things. It's just amazing that that was recently, actually. Yeah. Like DNA, DNA is as new as the OJ trial. Totally, it's crazy to think about that. Totally, but they did save some things. But it's like, yeah, if this, if um, her body was found, um, on in 1973, then maybe you're gonna have some problems with that DNA. But like that, everything else, they the the cops are saying, yeah, there's those. 
other things are just a coincidence. Well, is it a coincidence that one of his victims in 1978 was also named Carmen Cologne? Are you kidding me? The same exact name as the first victim in the Rochester ones? Same exact name. I wonder if sometimes psychological profiles that we make that like psychologists and detectives make of these like this is what the person is like this is what they're into this is what they're after this is how they are are like detrimental because it makes them it makes them narrow-sighted yes the word like nearsighted or farsighted flawed in their sight (laughs) problematic evidence with with seeing (laughs) evidence uh Um, yeah because totally that uh, how could that these are so many coincidences. You, they have now written off four coincidences. You can't write that shit off. It's crazy. So the bodies that of the grown women, which this was only seven years later. So the last little girl, or less, because the last little girl, Michelle, um, in Rochester was found in 1973. Well, in 1977, Roxanne Rogash was found in Fairfax, California, which is like 15 minutes away from Petaluma, oh, from where dude, I grew up. You guys have all the murders. We have tons of... NorCal, baby. Um, but this girl was only 18. Yeah, that's not an adult. It's... I mean... And also, they were saying she... They assumed she was a prostitute, but there was no proof of it. Her parents said she was not. And yeah. so it's just a weird police theory. This is a perfect link. This is only five years later. And this girl is like basically his bridge into older women. It's the just. Word, and the word prostitute, it's so, it's so like definitive that this person has been selling their puss on the fucking sidewalk. Like that's what that means. You know, like that's what you picture. Yes. Instead of like, oh, maybe she was on drugs and like dating a lot of people. But like. Maybe she was wearing hot pants because it was fucking 1977. Right. But that doesn't make her. A quote, sex worker. It's a human being that got killed. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and it's that thing of, it makes very clear of like the the problematic parts of the word prostitute because yeah. it immediately makes you go, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't count. She lived, doesn't a, matter. She lived a high, uh, high risk lifestyle. High risk lifestyle. So that's what she gets. Right. Well, so, okay. So this girl was, uh, Roxanne, Roxanne was 18, um, and she was dumped by the side of the road, strangled and nude on January 10th, 1977. Carmen Cologne, the second one, the older one in California, was found August 13th, 1978 on the Carquinas Highway, um, and she was 22. Um, she was 30 miles away from the first victim, so it was clearly he's in that area. Um, then in 1981, the uh, body of Shirley Patton, who doesn't have the same initials, but she was also 56, and she washed ashore near um, the Naval Depot in Tiburon. Um, and Nassau managed the place she used to live. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. And he also had a photo of her and he was uh, considered a prime suspect, but then gave investigators elusive answers and was never charged anytime in the next 30 years. Uh, Duh, bro. Like, <laughs> to speak in fucking NorCal terms. Uh, Duh, bro. Duh. Um, and then the a woman named Pamela Parsons in 1993 was found in Yuba County. She was 38. And um, she also lived near him. And then a woman named Tracy Tafoya was found dead in 1994 in Yuba County. Um, she was drugged, raped, strangled, and her body was left near a cemetery. Um, so he, this guy had pictures. He had descriptions of them, like all this shit. It was just like a lock. He represented himself in court. Um, of course. Like that means you're, I'm sorry, but that means you're fucking guilty as shit. It means you're guilty and it means you're crazy. Um, and so, of course, he was convicted of all four murders <laughs> in 2013. Yeah, it is. He's in jail. He's, uh, I, uh, I think he's, uh, what do you call it, um, up for the de- death penalty, but I couldn't find whether or not he's gotten it yet. Um, but that woman, uh, when he was being tried, the woman who he raped, um, one of the early rapes in that was in Berkeley, um, she was waiting at a bus stop and he picked her up and raped her. And when she went to the police and she said this in court, which is, I just couldn't get out of my mind. When she went to the police to report it, they said, um, they told her that they thought she was just trying to make her boyfriend jealous by making up this story. Can't even. I so can't that's even. what we're coming from. That was 50, almost 60 years ago. Yeah. And this is where we are now. I mean, like, that's the kind of thing where, like, we're coming from a dead stop of cops not even listening when people are, like, repeated rapes in this entire area. There's a reason people have gotten this old piece of shit has been getting away with murdering women for years and years. What gets me in every in every case of serial murders or multiple murders or, you know, even... I don't want to I don't want to say that you have to be murdered to be important like rapists, you know, because that is devastating to your entire life is when is the people that are subsequent to them to the rapists and murderers getting paroled early. The people after this person should have been caught or was caught, that's on that's on the state. Mm-hmm. And that's on the judge and that you know like you mean like the victims afterwards? The, yeah. Yeah. Like that is, those are the people that like fuck me up. Is it like that should have been fucking stopped. And the the family of the victims that it happened to beforehand, they must feel guilty that 
you know, this person didn't stay in jail or this person was never caught, even though they were like, here's all this evidence. Like, it's nightmarish. (sighs) It's just ridiculous. It's just, it's, it's because when it's so cut and dry, like this man had all the evidence in his home. Yeah. He got, he's going to jail for the rest of his, you know, very short life, hopefully. Um, But like that, it went on for years. If those parole officers hadn't done that search, nobody would have ever known. Those well, people would same, have just It's died. the same thing about like child abuse cases where they're like, where they're, um, where the child protection agency is like, nope, they're fine. And like close a case uh. and then the kid dies. And it's like, Ugh. this is on you. And there's no, there's nothing you can say that gets you out of this. Like, I don't care if your boss was this way. I don't care if you had a huge caseload. Like, well, the problem is they don't, that kind of shit, people, human life is undervalued. Right. So they don't pay people who are supposed to be protecting those voiceless people enough. And they have, they have too many, even though you're right. No, no, I'm wrong. There's I'm going to get, there's gonna get no, angry There's no excuse. This. It's just like, but we have to start putting money to the things that are important. Services for people who need help, as opposed to just fucking like, everything just goes to the one person. Oh, we can't get into this shit. This is just crazy. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. And I think that social workers are trying so hard and they're working against a bureaucracy that is undervaluing them and I fucking I'm sorry. Well, I think I well no, I think probably the point is that it's this this system is to blame. Yeah. The system that's supporting a, you know that one person having 30 caseloads. Yeah. It doesn't even make no, sense. No, you're right. I, I feel like I feel like I want to edit that out because I feel like a dick for saying okay. that. And and teachers should be paid more. I mean, you know, let's now we're let's just get rid of it. Uh so the <laughs> that's uh that's our friend Joseph Nasso, the great Jesus. NorCal and possibly I really I I'm going to say it like a detective. I like him for those alphabet murders in the 70s. Oh and yeah, I get it. Like you like him? Oh. I like him for it like cop style. I agree. I thought you'd like that too cuz we've talked about that. No, I do. I like it. I like you for liking that. <laughs> What's yours? Okay. So, cuz you're from the you're a 90s kid, right? Yeah. And this one happened when I was 16. Uh, so in 19, in May of 97, right before I turned 17. And so this, this thing that happened, this, the person who did it was someone that like I would have dated. And I remember, I remember it happening. He was from Southern California, the person who did it. And the girl was from, or the girl he killed was from Orange County. And it was such a like, I would have hung out with this guy, you know, like this guy would have been my friend. And it made me realize that the people you think are cool because they're one of you, you don't know who they are at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll get into it. But so May 25th, 1997, Jeremy Strohmeyer, who was 18 and David Cash, his friend who was 17, they were at the Prima Donna Resort and Casino in Prim, Nevada, which we've all been to. It's the casino with the giant roller coaster right before you drive into Vegas. Yes. It's fucking cool because it's like it's like going into a Denny's from the eighties. <laughs> with a roller coaster that goes through the restaurant. Right. Yeah. And it's just like it's like Knott's Berry Farm. It's just like quaint and it doesn't mean to be, you know? So they're there. Uh they're from Long Beach. At 4 a.m., Strohmeyer begins to make 
quote, playful contact with seven-year-old Sharice Iverson, who was roaming the casino alone, which is something that I did. Like, my dad took us to Vegas on regular occasion. Not really, but he took us a few times and was like, go play in the arcade. And you just fucking walked away. But he didn't do that at 4 a.m. No, not at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is not right. So the dad was gambling and drinking. Um they told him to keep a closer eye on his daughter and he ignored them and told his son to go watch the kid, which is like my parents were divorced. If like I had gotten lost, my mom would have killed my dad. Like, yeah, I, I get it. And like, it's, it, it was from the, the killer being my age to the kid being, you know, some in that situation, in that situation is like understandable. So Strohmeyer, who's being playful with um, Charisse, they lead, he leads her into the women's restroom. And while in the restroom, they begin to begin having a playful wet paper towel fight, like jokingly, like he's playing with this, this 18 year old guy is playing with the seven year old girl, like they're buddies, you know, and like when you're a little kid, you like want to make friends with the older kids. And then he leads her into a bathroom and then his, so this is not the, like, this is really troubling to me is that the friend, last name is Cash, he walks into the restroom to look for his friend, Strohmeyer, and he peered over from a neighboring stall and saw Strohmeyer restraining the girl and threatening to kill her if she didn't stay quiet. Cash told the police that he tried to get Strohmeyer's attention by calling his name and tapping him on the head, and Strohmeyer stared at him blankly. So do you know what Cash did? He, he walked away. Uh, yeah. He left, which is so troubling to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's more, tr- it's more troubling than this murderous fucking kid whose dad was in prison and whose mother was a schizophrenic. The fact that this fucking guy walked away. He ends up, um, str- he strangled, he molests and kills her. I don't want to say in the way because it's like, he, it's so troubling. Um, they find out who he is by putting surveillance cam uh, surveillance video up and people from his high school in Long Beach are like, that's this dude. They surveillance his, the cops surveillance his house and they identify him. He runs away and he ingests a bunch of drugs and writes a, um, conf- like a, you know, a suicide note, pretty much confessing to it. Like there's no question during any of this and the trial that he did this. There's no like, Maybe he didn't do it. Like, he clearly did this. Um, So let's see. So his defense attorney, who represented the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Weird. The woman? Yeah. Leslie Abramson. Yeah. He cl- this, so Sturmeyer claimed he was high on alcohol and drugs at the time. He didn't remember committing it. Um. And, but apparently he hoarded pornography, including pornographic images of children and admitted fantasizing about sex with young girls. And in a chat room, which, God, remember those? Uh-huh. He wrote, I fantasize about having sex with five and six-year-old girls all the time. They couldn't prove the message came for him. But right before the trial, um, hours before it was going to start, he entered a plea on his behalf. So his plea... That he was guilty to four charges. First degree murder, 
first degree kidnapping, sexual assault on a minor, on a minor with substantial with substantial bodily harm and sexual assault on a minor. That's your plea. Like if that is your, if first degree murder and kidnapping and is your plea, you are f- a fucked up individual. <laughs> you know, like yeah. manslaughter isn't what you go for. Right. Like you go for fucking first degree and you and you plead guilty to it. So he was sentenced to four life terms, um, one for each of the crime he pleaded to. He pleaded guilty to to be served consecutively. So this motherfucker is never getting out. Do you think that he did that just to get it over with? Like he he knows he's guilty. He's just basically he's coming in saying this is all the shit I did. Let's no. just get this over with. I think it was a death penalty. <clears throat> it was a death penalty case, and he had confessed to it. There was like the confession was admissible in court. It was a death penalty case. I think he knows he would have gotten death for this. Oh. So this is his way of staying alive. Okay. Um, so the post-trial shit's really interesting to me, too. So Jeremy Strohmeyer is just appealing the shit out of it. It really bothers me that this guy is so clearly guilty. There's no conspiracy. There's no fucking question his, his friends saw his, it. his shitty friends <clears throat> saw it yeah. there's like there's fucking surveillance tapes but he keeps appealing it instead of fucking i this is what i don't understand about sociopaths like just admit your guilt like no they can't let your let the family heal they from do, this they don't care about the family they don't Without care about having, anybody don't make them testify mm. every four years they don't care about those people yeah. But they can't lose. They can't. It's about getting anything you want all the time. It's the sociopathic mind is so fascinating because they don't, there is no mercy and there is no logic beyond how do I get what I want? There's no fault. No. Well, what's interesting is that the fucking David Cash, uh, so Sharif Ivers, Sharice Iverson's mother demanded that Cash, the friend, be charged as an accessory, which like Good. fucking clearly no. Authorities stated there was not enough evidence connecting him to the actual crime, so he never got prosecuted. And I re- I, I remember like frequent news updates of like him going to Berkeley and his fellow students being like, "Get this fucking kid out of here!" Wow, um, he got into Berkeley. Yeah, Fuck. so he would. This wasn't some dipshit. No, these were like. These were like hacky sack college kids. Both of them. These were like skater college kids. Fuck. That like we would have been like like flirting with. You know what I mean? Like uh, so but here's what Cash says uh in the weeks following Strohmeyer's arrest. He says, quote, I'm not going to get upset over someone else's life. I just worry about myself first. I'm not going to lose sleep over somebody else's problems. Like, he took no responsibility for this. So, like, he didn't do it, but he's clearly a sociopath as well. Either that or he's in such insanely deep denial because it's, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, that's like saying, it's not my problem, where it's like, you just, it's 100% your problem. There's no, you can't just deny your way out of it. And I fucked up goes so far, you know? Yeah, but that's like... (laughs) <laughs> I should have done something. I'm sorry. It goes so far. But that's not who you're dealing with. I know. I know. And then listen to this shit. This is the craziest shit to me. So his parents <laughs> were his adoptive parents. They adopted him 
as an infant. This is Cash or Jerry? No, this is Strohmeyer, the killer. Yeah. In 1999, they sued... Los Angeles County and its adopt- adoption workers for $1 million cl- dollars, claiming that the social workers deliberately withheld crucial information that would have stopped them from adopting him as an infant. Specifically, they claimed that they were never told that Strohmeyer's biological mother had severe mental problems, including that she suffered from schizophrenic, suffered from chronic schizophrenia, and had been hospitalized more than 60 times prior to Strohmeyer's birth. Shit. However... They state that they continue to support their adopted son. So basically, they were like, he's not ours anymore in in the most like indirect way. Like they're basically like, this isn't what we asked for. Except for it was totally fine up until that point. Yeah. If he hadn't had any wins, they would have been like, it's because we raised him right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk shit on adoption because I think it's fucking amazing and I would totally do it. And like, but this is your kid. You can't sue the fucking city for a million dollars because something went wrong when he was fucking 17. Well, also, wait, this is just this seems I would love to know, like, what what kind of like uh, tax bracket of people we're talking about. Yeah, because it's like everybody's running to talk about how it's not their problem. It's not their fault. It's not their problem. It's not their fault. It's like, sorry, you guys are at ground zero. Yeah. You touched his fucking head. You saw him raping a child. It's a hundred percent your problem. Nobody wants to take any responsibility for any part of this. It's crazy. It's so frustrating. Like remorse is something that you, we can all, um, we can all connect with. Mm-hmm. remorse is something we can all like understand and feel even even if it's shit that we would never do it's like i fucked up i was you know thinking wrong i was crazy it wasn't right and like yeah that doesn't get you out of punishment but it it goes so far for so many things yeah but you're talking about you expect something from people who are fucking child rapists and killers these aren't these aren't noble moral people in any way think of the kind of parents that would sue the city because their son was a murderer like those fucking 17 years too late you couldn't have raised your kid right if that's your first fucking instinct yeah no it's no good i totally remember that story yeah and i'm it you know i'm really glad that you didn't talk about details because i feel like there was a time where i knew the details of what he did to her and i am glad i can't remember it right now i remember the news I remember seeing the surveillance footage on the news. Me too. I just want to like talk about this girl and how awful it was for her. And like, it's just so like the person at the fucking center of this, while these people are fucking getting their appeals and suing the city and saying that like they walked away because they couldn't deal with what was happening. Yeah. And, you know, none of it is fair to this fucking kid who well, and also didn't understand. That father, that's a hugely problematic family. Yeah. Anybody that's up at 4 a.m. at a casino, they didn't. So why doesn't that guy have a room or a car that those kids can be in? Like, why it doesn't they, make sense. Why are you taking your kid to Vegas to begin with? 
But yeah, and then also four in the morning, yeah. no child should be awake. No. Like that's that should there should be a system in in place where if you work at a casino and it's past two a.m. Yeah. and you see anyone that looks younger than eighteen, there's immediately there's we need names, we need uh, you know we need driver's licenses, we need yeah. action to be taken. Well, the the I mean the end of it is that sh- there's a Sharice uh, Iverson bill introduced after this um, that provides uh, a fine and possibly jail time for anyone who fails to report a crime of the nature that led to the creation of the bill. So like, unless like if someone dies and you don't tell on them, basically you could get fined, which is like, fuck you. Um, And then there's increased security in Nevada casinos, Nevada. Nevada. And also, They've increased security in their arcades and casinos, which is like, well, your security guards could be fucking perverts, so that doesn't really do anything. (laughs) Don't trust anyone. Yeah, I mean, you got to tighten up your game. There's no kids in casinos. Do not mix. I don't care what Circus Circus has told you. My dad took us to Circus Circus as a kid and was like, go play fucking video games. That's what it's built for. Meanwhile... What the fuck? Like it's it, there's nothing about that that makes sense. In the in the thing we talk about a lot, which is like I should have been killed mode. Yeah, I should have been kidnapped. I mean, I was a really cute kid, but like you were you know pretty know precious. I mean? I've seen pictures. Pretty darling. <laughs> I should have been kidnapped and killed. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would have been if I was like we had kittens in the van. I'd be like fucking kitten. And even now I'd be like kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week should be that could have been me. Yeah, I ha- that's the one I w- wanted to do t- today. And I was like, I'm so excited. I got my 90s murder. And I was like, 1985. God damn it. <laughs> Let's do that next week. Okay, next week is I, I should have. That should have been me. This could have been me. This could have been me. Or should have or whatever. Should have been. Yeah. This will be. No. This. <laughs> God, no. When I write my autobiography and lie, it's going to be me. <laughs> this totally almost could have maybe happened to me. Um. Oh, I have a I have Glennis's story, but we've gone so long now. I feel like should we save it for next let's week? Let's save it for next week. Let's let's have a let's have a memorial real quick. Yeah. So somebody wrote on the Facebook page very earnestly, which I understand. The day that Michelle McNamara died, they posted a thing, kind of saying, "Karen of Georgia, you need to do an ep- special episode about Michelle McNamara," and I understand where that was coming from. Uh, but I guess the thing I need that person to understand and everybody to understand is Michelle was a real person that I knew and she was a friend. Um, I've been friends with her husband for almost 30 years. Um, it's not, uh, the kind of thing that's very easy to turn around and be and podcast about as if it's some piece of news. It's, uh, for me, it is a personal loss. I mean, in the way that I have a friend who is now a widower with a seven-year-old child, it's it's such a massive tragedy. And Michelle was such a brilliant woman. She was such a talented writer. She was so into everything that we're all into. And she made such great contents. She, she was an author. She wrote these really cool articles. You can find 
her old blog was called True Crime Diary, which we've talked about on the podcast before. But she also, it's very easy to find her, the article she wrote about um, the Golden State Killer, which was her terminology that she she re, uh, renamed the East Area Rapist and the original Night Stalker, the Golden State Killer. And she was writing a book on it. Um, and it's just, it's such a massive loss. Um, and it's such a real thing that's happening um, in our lives that it's not something that we can just kind of turn around and, and present as if it's something distant cause it's not. So, um, we, I, I loved Michelle and, um, and I love Patton and it's, uh, it's just a incomprehensible, um, tragedy that is the kind of shit you just never want to happen. And that happens. Um, so hug the people that you love, tell the people that you love that you love them, live the life that you want to live, and um, and just be cool to people, I guess, is what I would say. That was beautiful. Let's end it on that. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll always stay sexy. Always stay sexy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.